This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Hey folks, this is Sean. So, you know, the music hasn't played, we haven't done the intro, so you know something weird's gotta be going on, and this is kind of weird. So, as you all know, last week, Ian saw Endgame, and I did not, so we, we talked about it, but we did it in a very unspoilery fashion. And then this week, I saw Endgame, and we were supposed to talk about it in a very spoilery fashion, uh, but... I saw when I had my tickets for 7 p.m. at the movie theater. It's a three-hour movie, so you figure you're getting out between quarter after 10, 10:30, somewhere in that range. Um, and since I was out with Nancy, uh, we wanted to, you know, go out and have a dinner. So me and Ian decided last week that we record on Sunday because Ian told me that he was busy on Saturday. Well, it turns out he had his schedule mixed up, and he was actually busy on Sunday, not Saturday. And, you know, based upon Nancy's work schedule, I, you know, I couldn't, plus I'd already bought the tickets. There was nothing I could really do. So we weren't able to get together this week to record the episode. So this is an episode me and Nancy did a couple of months ago. Um, just putzing around, having some fun that I put away for a rainy day like this. Um, so... I hope you enjoy it. I, I, I think you will. It, it's it's a pretty fun episode. But um, we will get into, you know, Endgame next week. We'll, we'll, we'll have our schedule straight so we can finally sit down and talk about it. They're frustrating, I know. But, you know, sometimes this type of shit happens. So uh, here's an episode with me and Nancy uh, that we recorded a while back. So there's no real, it's not a real proper episode per se, but it's it's a fun little episode that I think you'll enjoy. episode I don't know what because this is going to be sitting in the can in case we ever need it <laughs> of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. I'm Nancy. I also don't have a quote prepared because <laughs> we just decided to do this on a women keep it as a backup. You should have had a quote for the theme. I should have, but you know, I don't mm. work that way. Yeah. Unprepared. I'm very unprepared. It's very unprofessional, but it's what I do. How are you, babe? I'm good. How are you? I'm just ducky. Ugh, I hate that saying. Don't well, say that. Okay. So what we're doing here is we are we are doing a, for lack of a better term, a series. It's a it, it, it's a two part series. Um, a twofer. A twofer. Uh, the first part is going to be our top five beginnings to a movie, and the second part would be our top five endings to a movie so this of course is the first part so 
this would be the 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 beginnings. Well, you gotta explain that a little bit better. Well, I, I think it's t- I think it's tough to explain. I, I think the list is gonna speak for itself because it's gonna be all. It's really gonna def- depend on how you define what the beginning of a movie is. Well, also that is gonna be my all time favorite beginnings and endings to a movie that I have seen. Right. Well, that, that obviously it's I'm not saying of seen, all yeah. time because right. obviously I haven't seen every movie made, but what I have seen and what I deem my right. five. Top five. Right. Obviously, it's personal. It's going to be based on what we've seen, whatnot, and so forth. But it, it's... I, I think part part of uh, part of it is going to be what do you deem to be the beginning of a movie? Is it just a beginning scene? What all is... You know, because my list kind of varies a little bit from what's the beginning scene to yeah. like the opening of a movie right. to, you know... You know, so it's 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 kind of unique in, in that that aspect of it. And the same thing with the ending. Like the ending, you know, it may not exactly be like the the exact ending of the movie. It may be the finale. Then there's a wrap up to the movie, and right. some of it it is just it's just it's to how the movie actually ends. Right. So. Um. So again, this is just our our top five uh, beginnings. So. Why don't you go ahead and go first? Me? Yes. Mm. Okay. Well, I'll do my... We're starting with five and working our way to one. Five to one, yes. One, okay. You know, you want to... What like, I think... Casey Kasem it. <laughs> what I think is a really great opening to a movie was the original Jaws. The first Jaws. Yeah. I think that was a fantastic opening. That I was... As I was researching this, uh, many lists had that as the greatest opening to a movie of oh, all time. Okay. Well, I think it's great because you know it's there, but you don't know what's there. You never see it. You don't right. see the threat, but you know the threat's there. It's just really good. And, you, I mean, the girl being yanked yes. around in the yeah. water and everything yeah, that's involved with that. Yeah, back and forth that. you're like, and, of course, her screaming was phenomenal. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that that, op- that whole opening sequence, the way that movie opens is so well done. And it... I just know as a kid it scared the shit out of me. Right, and it's a great, <laughs> it's a great bill because, like you said... It'd be easy to show the shark, but because of all the problems they had, they couldn't. And so this was kind of like a way to build suspense until you finally see the shark at the end of the movie. Right. You know, that, that moment where Roy Schneider's dishing out the chum and there, there's Bruce and he's like, we're going to need a bigger boat, you know. Yeah. And the, the music and that was, I mean, everybody does that. Everybody. I don't right. care who you are, you do that. But that, but that, and that's the greatness of John Williams, where, yeah. you know, in conjunction with... Um, Steven Spielberg, you know the building of that relationship, and that, that was you know you're right, Dummy. That like that moment is so iconic, and it's like the reason people stay out of the water. <laughs> I know I didn't even want to touch my toe in regular water, let alone yeah. salt water that year when yeah. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, that was that's a good. I believe that's a good opening and deserves to be on the list. Yeah, abs- absolutely. I can't I can't uh, argue that at all. Um, for, for me, my, my number five, um, comes in with, uh, the, the first Star Trek movie that was directed by J.J. Abrams. Okay. Like, I think it was 2009. Um. Is it that long ago now? Yeah. Holy crap, that's 10 years ago. Yeah. But the way that movie opens with the Calvin encountering, um, Neo ship Nero's ship the first time, um, you know the 
the whole thing with George Kirk being put in charge of it and right. you know his sacrifice and meanwhile his wife's giving birth to to Jim and they're talking over the communicator right. as she's flying away and he's sending the sh- you know he's piling the Calvin into you know the 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 Nero's ship to give them time to escape and it's tear jerking to me. It is like I, the first time I saw that movie, I sallied the fuck up. Yeah, I know. Like, I was sitting next to you in the theater. I like I'm a, I don't like who the fuck is George Kirk, <laughs> you know? And like it didn't, but it was like like you could tell like there was like this amazing moment in that movie, like the way that movie opens and everything that goes into it, and like it it sets the tone in a way. Mm-hmm. For who, like, obviously, that's the tone for like who who James Kirk is. You know, I mean, Pike tells him, you know, your your father was captain of his ship for fifteen minutes, and he did more. Right. You, you know, what I mean, yeah. like, it, it, it was like, you know, so it's like, and late, even later on, like, you get into Star Trek Beyond, like, you know, they're on the five year mission, they're exploring deep space, and Kirk's like, yeah, I joined Starfleet on a fucking dare. Right. My, my dad believed in this. Right. I, I'm here because somebody dared me to be great. Yeah. You know, and it, it's it's very it, it it sets the tone for the James Kirk character in that timeline, and it's all based upon that opening scene as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean it's just so good because I mean like, you know, George Kirk is talking to his wife. He knows he's never going to meet his child. You know, he, just the fact that he got to hear him cry right. for a moment, yeah, that's what means so the, much yeah, to him right now. Tears are yeah. right there. And oh, that one ripped my heart out. I was and, like, but the, but then, like, when it goes to, like, her and, like, all of a sudden there's just silence on the other end of yeah. the communicator. You're just like, yeah. oh. I mean, that would be, def- I mean, that, that was, yeah. for, for, it was 9-11-ish. Yeah. And, like, you've always heard about those people who, like, have, like, the voicemail messages that they can't mm-hmm. delete because it's, like, that loved one who called them to say, right. I'm on floor 102 and, you know, I can't get down, and I'm, uh, you yeah. know, I think this is the end, and I love you, and I mean that that that's what that kind of represented to me yeah. in a little bit of a way. It was so well done, and I mean that was J.J. Abrams really knocked that opening out of the park and got you sold on it very quickly. Right. You know. So that, I agree. Yeah. So that, that that's my five. Yeah, that's that's a great opening too. That's a tearjerker one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, that's I would, a that's a get you in the feels one. It did. I mean, I'm rolling a tear. Yeah, as like the the, the music's coming up and everything. I'm just like, I can't yeah. believe this. How this fucking thing is starting. And even though you know what happens when you rewatch the movie, you're like, I gotta fast forward through this. Oh, I can't watch this still, again. Because like at the the way it ends, like you see like Nero's ship is kind of like crippled, and the Starfleet shuttles yeah. are flying away, and like. All of a sudden, like that Star Trek theme, that, like that new theme that they created for yeah. the new franchise, kind of comes up, and dun, 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 you know, you're yeah. just like, like I don't need happy music right now. This is horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who was that that played Nero again? What's that guy's name? Eric Bana. Eric, Eric Bana. That's yeah. right. They did a good job makeup wise on him. Yeah, very good. Yeah. He even has that great line. He's like, "Yeah, you're James T. Kirk. You know, yeah. You're going to be somebody, but yeah. not right now. Right. You know." <laughs> Yeah, too bad they aren't all as good as that, or I'd be watching Star Trek my whole life. Yeah, J.J. definitely took that franchise and recreated something. You know, I'm not saying much different, but he he made Star Trek fun to watch. Yes, he did. You know, that was the problem, like, with the other, most of the Star Trek movies are not fun to watch. Right. 
And the ones that are like caught is fun to watch. Yeah. There's no techno babble. There's no goofiness. There's no, it, it it's just, it's flat out fun. And that's what JJ brought kind of brought. Yeah. He, he brought for, and this will irritate Trekkies to no end. He brought a star Wars mentality to the to star, star Trek, Trek universe. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. I'm sorry, folks. I think it, it works. Does. You know. I mean, I watch Star Trek now. now yeah. I won't go back and watch the old ones except the Wrath of Khan. I'll. Yeah. Who wouldn't want to watch that? But anything else? Nope. Yeah. 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 So. So so what is your number four? Well, my number four will surprise some people because if they know me, especially you, mm-hmm. because um, it is my favorite movie of all time. But I think the opening sequence to Watchmen is very good. One where tonight a comedian has died, and then the fight ensues in the apartment with the comedian. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think that's a fantastic. R- R- like Rorschach breaking into the, the comedian's apartment. No, no, before that. Okay. When he dies, you see the footprints, the foot, the shadow behind the door, and then you hear the yeah. door, and he knows you got that commercial on TV. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we're, he has the fight in the apartment. He gets thrown out the window. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. opening yeah. here. Okay. The opening. I thought Rorschach, I thought Rorschach was breaking in, and he was like, and "No, that, okay, no, you get the no." Okay, it's been it's been a little bit of time since I watched. I'm doing a weird watch that. <laughs> yes, you are. Apparently, yeah. I have the uber long edition. If you ever I, want I to sit down do. and waste six hours of your life, yeah. But no, I think that's a fantastic beginning because you know, set aside the book and everything, it like tells the tone of the, you know, right. You know what the movies. There you go. That's what's happening. Yeah, it's a very good beginning, and but I do agree with you. If by any chance the speech Rorschach gives in the beginning, yeah, when he's going into the apartment, I think that would have been a great opening too. But you, you got to back up to the real opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, you know, they'll just look up at me and. You know, you know, scream, help us, and I'll whisper, save us, save us, and I'll, I'll look down and say, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah Rorschach is, uh, and well, he's the greatest. I think he's the best character out of them all. Comedian second. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, uh, uh it's gonna be on HBO pretty soon. Yeah, I can't wait to see the series. Yeah. It's, I'm very intrigued by what they're gonna do with it. It's not a sequel to the movie. It's more of a reimagining mm-hmm. taking place well after the events of the book. But if you've been seeing like HBO will put on those what's coming in 2019. Yeah. And they'll show like clips of shows. Yeah. And the Watchmen is in there and you see like them with their uniform, their, their masks, uh, whatever they are. Yeah. It's like, what the hell is this? And yeah. if you're a huge Watchmen fan like me, you're like, I can't wait to find out yeah. what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it looks very, very good. Yeah, what Jeremy Irons is playing old man Ozzie Mendeus. Yeah, and there's um there's one more guy. I don't know if he's like just a character in it or not. I can't forget the person. I forget the person now because I got all excited when I saw the name. I can't remember now. Don Johnson. Hmm. Then there was somebody else. <laughs> okay, I know John Johnson, and I know that has you excited as oh, well. Oh yeah, I mean, I set him aside. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to make people upset because I'm talking about Don Johnson. <laughs> but that's that's my number four. And for whatever reason you do or don't think it's a great movie, I think it's a great opening. I, I think, I think with, I, first of all, I think it's a great opening. And I think, too, that movie, for whatever reason, is underappreciated for what it was. Like, I think 
Zack Schneider did a fantastic job of making that book into a movie. <laughs> doing as much with that. Because it's a ton of material. And you really could have done that as two movies, a part mm-hmm. one and a part two. Right. And he did it as one as one movie. And I think he did a very good job of telling the story that needed to be told in in, in a way that made sense. I even think like the theatrical cut, he did a good job. Yeah. And then if you like, I mean, expand like, it each time, right. it's just more and more inserts from the book that you're looking at. Right. I mean, it, I, I think it's the hardest thing in the world would have been to do that verbatim. Yeah. Like... The whole giant squid ending would would have been goofy. Right. I, I I think the way he reinterpreted that ending made perfect sense, and yeah. is actually maybe f- superior to what Alan Moore wrote. wrote it yeah. makes more sense that you would say it's yeah, you know, it's it's a uh, him. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, I I, I just I, I like that movie a lot. It's 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 really well done, and it was like one of those things like. When we first saw the trailer and the whole thing with the Smashing Pumpkins song, I was like, oh my God, I but can't I, believe it. What really makes me mad is like people I know that are like, I ain't watching that shit. I'm like, but it's not shit. You don't understand what it is. Like, yeah. it's not just people in costumes playing a superhero. That's not what it's about. Right. It is, but it isn't. You know what I mean? It, they're, they're there for a reason. There's something about that. There's yeah. Each character has a reason and a gift on why they're doing that. Right. And you have to watch the movie or read the book to find out. Right. Like, why Rorschach is the way Rorschach is. Yeah. How did Dr. Manhattan become Dr. Manhattan? Yeah. It's, you have to, you and, have to, like, investigate to find this out. And you can't just it, be like, oh, there's a big blue man with his dick hanging out. That's not what it's about. Right. And it, But it's done so well, too. Like, everything that happens on Mars is so well done. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, you, like. I, you know, I'm, I'm a Zack Snyder fan. You know, I, I'm, a, I'm an apologist for Zack Snyder. But I, I really think, like, with Watchmen, I, I think it's an underrated masterpiece of a movie that he made. And, I, I you know, the people who hate on it, like, it, I just, I feel like you, you just, you missed the boat. I don't, I also think the people that hate on it haven't really sat down and watched it. Yeah. Or they never read the book. Yeah. Either or. <laughs> and you'd yeah. be hooked. I, you would be hooked either or. Yeah, I, I just think it's really well done. I think he did a good job of the, taking the material, and and I mean it, it's it it strays from the book, but only just a little, yeah, just slightly, very just slightly. slightly. But I, I mean, there, there's stuff cut out of it just because time. I mean, you, like you said, I mean, you have like the it's like yeah. it's like five and a half hours of extra footage that have been, that you know it's, well, it's if ridiculous. You insert everything, including you know tales of the Black Freighter and all that. If you include all that, you're looking at least almost six hours of sitting. Yeah, work. and I do it twice a year. Yeah. So, and I've been trying so hard to get my sister to watch just the two-hour one, yeah. just the theatrical, just to see how great it is. Yeah, she won't do it. But that's my number four. There you go. What is yours? Reservoir Dogs. I knew. I knew. I knew. When I was making my list, I'm like, he's going to put that on his list. I didn't know what number, but I was like, he is so going to put that because it, I've never ever finished watching that movie. But I think the beginning is good. When they're all sitting in that restaurant, restaurant and is it's the Madonna it, speech about fight like a virgin. Yeah, and that pink is like, don't tip and yeah. all that. Yeah. Oh, it's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is so fucking. It's like ten, it, it. Like one of those things where like like you real like you realize how great Tarantino is. Mm-hmm. Like and that I mean that's his breakout movie. Like he he had done other he had written other movies that got made into movies. This was like his big directorial debut and. You know, you talk about the visuals and everything else, but like just that—that's that. 
that scene and the way he writes it and the things the guys are talking about, it's like, it's brilliant. Well, it's almost as brilliant, and I'm hoping this ain't on your list, but I'm, it's almost as brilliant as his other movie, Inglorious Bastards. With that opening scene with oh, the two guys talking, that's yeah, fantastic that's, dialogue that, he wrote, too. I yeah. would, I love that movie. Yeah, the, the whole thing with Christoph Waltz and the... That's the, his name. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the the Jews hiding underneath. Yes. You know, the and he, they're yeah. talking and, and, oh, it's that's so, so good. So with, like, if you watch Reservoir Dogs, like I said, I never finished it, but I have watched at least yeah. half it. I've watched All of Inglorious Bastards a few times. I think we went to the theater to see we that. We did go see that in the And theater. I've watched it a few times when it popped up on Netflix. That beginning, it, I mean, the whole movie in a whole is great, but it, it reminds me of that Reservoir Dogs right. beginning with the, the, the dialogue in that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it is. It's it's phenomenal. Um, and I guess I mean like you know, it, it it's just like everything like the whole Madonna thing with like a virgin and like like you said like pink doesn't tip and like like what the fuck are you talking about? It's like so <laughs> it's like really really good. Yeah. Like I, I it's like the first and I, I I saw Reservoir Dogs after I saw Pulp Fiction. Like, I went back and found Reservoir Dogs because people were talking about it. And I was like, I got to see this. And I was like, oh, this is so much better. I'm one of those people that don't care for Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I just, I don't care for it. And it's nothing to do with the blood and all that. I, I don't care about that. You know that. I'll watch that shit. I just don't, it just doesn't do anything for me. I don't think it's as great as a movie as people say it is. But you're, you're also not a Tarantino fan. To a point. To a point, like like you tolerate Tarantino. Like I used to not like him until I saw Inglorious Bastards. I was yeah. like, mm, okay, he's actually pretty good, and that's what made me go back and actually watch half of Reservoir Dogs. I just never right. got a chance to finish it. It's not because I didn't want to. Right. But like like one of your all time favorite movies, he wrote True Romance. Oh, okay. Well, that, yeah, I love Tar- that movie. Tarantino wrote <laughs> that. So like yeah. that whole that whole scene in the middle. Of yeah, yeah. The, the, the middle. It's in the middle in the of the trailer. movie. Says, in the trailer, yeah. Yeah, yeah like between uh, Walken and Dennis Hopper. Hopper. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. I mean, if you think that, that's Tarantino-esque. Yeah, that's true, yeah. You know. Yeah. I forgot he wrote that. Yeah. That is a great movie. That's a that's great a movie. Fantastic. I mean, it was directed... Even though Arquette is in it, that's a great movie. I mean, it was written by um, Ridley Scott's... Or direct, not written, but it was directed by Ridley Scott's brother... Uh, may he rest in peace. So, like, visually, it's a stunning movie yeah. as well. Like, I, I, I have, I mean, and you throw in this Tarantino's writing, and it's, you're just like, fuck, this is yeah. good. I mean, you know, Tarantino wrote a lot. Like, he, he wrote that. He wrote, um, um, Natural Born Killers. Yeah. But apparently, that was changed a lot by Oliver Stone. But yeah. Tar- but Tarantino gets the writer's credit. Yeah, there's. I like Natural Born Killers, but there's something missing from that movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like, you're like, could have been better. Yeah, I mean, well, it's Oliver Stone. That's the you problem. Can like, tell it's... there's something just not there. Yeah, you know. But it's a good movie. I don't. I'll watch that one. That one's good. And then um, from Dust Till Dawn. I love that movie. Uh, Tarantino. I wrote... watch that one all the time. I know. Yeah. I know. Oh, I love that movie. I don't know why. It's such a corny movie, but I love watching that movie. That that's a movie my dad loaned to somebody that he worked with uh, uh, when he worked at uh, Laroche College. Oh yeah. He loaned it to one of his buddies. His buddy knew nothing about the movie, had no idea what it was about. My dad just loans him the movie. He pops it in, and he, he like the first 
third of it is it's you're thinking like this is like some sort of awful like crime movie yeah because you know Clooney and and yeah, I mean everything gets involved with that and then it, it becomes a vampire movie because I say what the fuck <laughs> I mean, <coughs> was like didn't see that coming that that's a twist <laughs> that's a titty twister yeah, exactly <laughs> oh. Uh, oh and Selma Hayek <laughs> oh yeah mm. oh yeah praise yeah. be to Selma Hayek yeah there's a woman I can watch yeah 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 there you go mm. she's on my list yeah yeah, yeah. so I do like but, her. but yeah but, but getting back to this movie Reservoir Dogs like this just just this is this yeah. it's a it's a fantastic opening it's really well done it just the dialogue is fantastic and like it, the, it it's just to me, it certainly deserves its place. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I'm surprised you thought of it. I w- I thought of it when I was thinking about putting Inglorious Bastards on my list, but I f- I felt there was more because I mean, if I could put a like a top fifty, they'd be on yeah, my list. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. So what's your number three? Uh, three. We're on three. My number three. It, it was kind of hard to narrow it down, but I'm just going to tell you what it is and why. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's hard to narrow it down because there's so many of them now. Mm-hmm. But Star Wars is my number three because of the opening. When I was a kid and we had the laser disc, my dad was like, "You got to sit down and watch this movie with me." I was like, "Ugh, whatever, another space movie, whatever." But when the the title sequence and the and the like the dialogue starts rolling on the screen, right there. And it's in every single Star Wars movie. Is it in every one? Not. I don't think well, it's in... in every saga movie. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's just a great opening to all those movies. So you're just so talking. You're just a, talking the title crawl. The title crawl the, the, with, um, in a galaxy far, far away. Right. The way they do that every time, it. Just, I don't know why it just. It gets me. I don't. Every time I see a Star Wars movie, whether I'm rewatching it or a new one, and I see that, I'm like. Hmm. I get all giddy. I okay. don't know why. Well, I get that because, like, I, this is what okay, I do. Uh, and this is funny. You'll, when, when it comes to, like, a saga movie like that, they usually put up the Lucasfilm look. Well, it used to be you got the 20th Century Fox fanfare, right, right. which I miss. You can't lay there, babe. I, I, I miss the 20th Century. Like, when you go see it, like, you, like that, I thought that was part of Star Wars. Yeah. And then they you get the Lucasfilm logo. And then there's silence, as you see, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far mm-hmm. away. And then I close my eyes. I close my eyes because there's a it's a second, and then those trumpets kick in. Right. And then course, Star yeah. Wars is pulling yeah. away, and then the crawl comes right. up. And like I just close my eyes till I hear those trumpets, yeah. and I pop open, <laughs> and there's Star Wars I'm on the screen. I'm going to have to try that next time. Well, not only that, like as soon as it's over, it's usually pew, pew, and you hear those spaceships, and it's just right. like chaos. Right. It's like you just open a movie into chaos. Yeah. And I don't know of too many that don't start like that. I'm trying to think of all the Star Wars in order, but it's always it's always like that. Well, no, I mean, not, it's not, not always, always. It's not I, always chaos. Oh, yeah, I shouldn't say always, but my favorite ones are right from the scroll to the the action. Okay, and that's why it's on my list. Okay, but I do I get giddy every single time I see hear that and see the scroll. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And then I can't wait to read if it's a new one. I'm like, I gotta read to see what this one's. You know, right? Because I'm pretty sure Rogue. 
One started that way. No, Rogue One did not have a scroll. Which one was it that started that way that I we just was? Well, Solo has. Was Solo? So Solo doesn't have a the, doesn't have the, the scroll like that, it, but it does like open up and then, like, it does give you like a couple of bits of information. Maybe it's the Last Jedi is the one that I'm. The, the Last of. Jedi has the, the. I know the Last Jedi. Maybe that's the one I was thinking yeah. of. But like Rogue One doesn't open up. I, mean, I was going to say I know there was one that didn't have anything. Yeah. Maybe that's Rogue One. Rogue I was One doesn't of. have anything. Yeah, which is a shame because that's. I don't think people get the gist of Rogue One. I, 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 I like, like. I talk to people and they're like, I don't understand that in the Star Wars universe. I don't understand why that movie. And I'm like, Have you seen any of the other Star Wars? Because if you did, you'd understand. It's a dirty dozen in space. Yeah, that's all it is. It's a dirty but dozen it's like, in space. But after you explain to them where that movie fits in in the timeline, then mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, but you don't know if they're really uh, yeah. understanding you, right? Because you know me, I can't explain things very well, right? <laughs> But that is my number three. I, I sorry if I ruined any of the Star Wars on your list. No, not really. Because like I have Star Wars at number two, but for different reasons. I'll talk to you then. Okay. Okay. But my, my number three is Casino Royale. Oh, uh, James Bond. James Bond. I knew you were going to have a James Bond on there somewhere. <clears throat> well, like I mean, and there are James Bond. Like Jane, every James Bond movie opens up. Are we gonna? Are we talking about before they start the music with the new movie and they do the him doing the cartoon with the eye and? Mm-mm. Okay, you, so you're talking after that? No, like Casino Royale that, that closes with that. Oh, like the because you're it's supposed to be look, you're looking down the barrel of a gun. Is this Daniel Craig? Daniel Craig. This oh, is Craig. Daniel Craig's first movie. Uh, why no. didn't I remember that then? Because at the the beginning of, of Casino Royale. It opens up and it's in black and white. And it's him talking to this guy about getting his double O status. And he's like, well, you have to have two confirmed kills. Meanwhile, it's like flashing back to like you see Bond fighting this dude in the bathroom and killing him. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, eventually Bond's like, yeah, you need two kills. Bam. You're my second. You know what I mean? And, but it's like, it, it's not... It's cool because like most James Bond's movies, it opens up with this gigantic action sequence, and the fight sequence is cool. But there's something about like because Casino Royale is a reboot of the franchise, starting it all over at the beginning. This is Bond's first mission as a double O. You know, it, it's kind of cool in that aspect of it, and it's kind of cool to see him getting the double O status. Like this is like a young like. Like, he's not James Bond yet, really, you know? And I, I, I like that about that movie. Yeah. I, li- I like it about that character. He's I, I, kind of a virgin of sorts. Yeah. You know, and it's like a really cool thing, and I I just, I like the way that movie opens. Like, I, I, I there are other James Bonds, like, like if you look at GoldenEye, GoldenEye is, like, more action-packed and fun, and I, even some of the, like, like, the later Daniel Craig ones are, like, so much more action to open the movie, but like that one, it opens very subtly, and it's like really well done. I just I like the opening of that movie. Mm. I'm trying to remember because I know I've seen the first few Daniel Daniel Craig movies, but yeah. they so long. How long ago was that? It was a while ago. Yeah, and then I like veered off after the second one and stopped watching them because it just started to become James Bond again to me, and no. I'm not a huge James Bond fan. See, that's the problem. Like. To me, they don't like they they don't come anywhere close to being like the other James Bond movies, because he still doesn't get gadgety. Like 
he 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 does some extraordinary stuff, but you know, like I'm okay with that. But like the thing it, it is is like Skyfall, which is a movie you, you haven't seen yet. It starts off like is this bombastic Bond movie where the world is in danger and it's up to James Bond to save it. But by the end of the movie, it's this little personal movie between three people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it all comes down to. It's not the world is in danger. It's Bond is in danger. That's it. Well, I'm judging it off the trailers that I've seen. Right. That's it. Right. I, I get that. But, I mean, like, they're, they're not... Like, I wish you'd watch them because, like, I, I like... Uh, Skyfall is the best Bond movie that's ever been made. You know, hands down. It, it used to be From Russia with Love. I said that for years upon years upon years. And now it's absolutely positively Skyfall. And, you know, I know a lot of people didn't like Spectre, the follow-up to that. It wasn't as good as Skyfall. But I still think it's a really great movie. There's a fantastic job of tying together all the little threads of the other three movies. And plus... It's got Christoph Waltz as the bad guy. How many more movies is he going to make? Like how many has he done and how many more? He 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 says he's going to do one more. And how many has he done so far? Four. It's like Bond will never die. No. I mean, and it's cool. In, in a sort of way. Yeah. Like, I like that we, that we allow that character to be recast you know it, it it's a it's a cool aspect of the character and I, I like I like it that you know I hope they change at some point like I I think there are like I mean there was talk of Idris Alba being bond next I, I was anti that just because mm-hmm. of Idris Alba's age but not only I, that he doesn't strike me as a bond character I think he could do bond you have to no, watch there, there, there's a show called Luther that he did you have to watch that to, mm. he could do it but doesn't it kind of piss you off because they never end it it's kind of like Star Wars you'll never know how it ends but in you'll a way, never see the demise of 007s in a way you do though like if you watch Spectre it kind of brings his story to an end his not it, the 007 well the world will always like be in Star danger. Like Star Wars. There's never going to be an ending. But there will be an ending to this saga. The character. That particular Bond. You could have a universe, though. There will never be an end to, to the Marvel movies. That's another thing that pisses me off. Oh, or not... the X-Men movies. I'm never going to see the end. Well, okay. <laughs> Whatever you say, babe. Maybe someday I'll watch it. You know what? I got around to watching the Mission Impossible. Anything's possible. Yeah. Which, by the way, they're going to make two more of those. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> God, I got sucked in because of Superman, and now I'm stuck. <laughs> uh, I'm in this far, damn yeah. it. It's like me with the, uh, just like, the yeah, Fast and Furious it. movies. I'm in this far. Fuck. I just hate that I'm watching Tom Cruise. I'm actually paying money to watch Tom Cruise, yeah. and that pisses me off more than the damn movies. Okay. It's all Superman's fault. Okay. <laughs> Dear Henry Cavill. Bastard. So what number are we on? We're on number two. I gotta, like, we got very poor lighting in here today. Oh, okay, number two. Yes, number two. Opening sequence. Don't know if you've ever watched it. And it has nothing to do with Jared Leto, but I think Lord of War. 
It has a very good opening sequence. I don't know if you ever seen it. Yeah. The Life of a Bullet. Yeah. From beginning to end. Yeah. Till it shoots the. I think that is a fantastic sequence. It's really well done. I agree with you. I, uh, and I, I saw I, that. Like that, that hooked me in the movie, and I was like, "Oh God, I got to watch this war movie just to see Jared Leto." But I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, I've actually again like doing doing my research. I saw that on a number of lists. Did you? Yeah. Hmm. Like they talked about like that was like a really well done. No, opening so I'm sequence. not the only one that thinks that. No, you're not. I'm not going to say it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, it's but interesting. The- <laughs> but the opening sequence is like. Yeah. It grabs you. You're like, fuck. It was different. It's different. Right. Like, you don't really see that. And you're like, where is this going? And that you're, you are the bullet right. traveling through its life. Right. <laughs> and you're like, it's very, very uh, intriguing, to say the least. And at least I thought so. Right. I was like, I mean, it's number two on my list. Right. Well, no, it's number two because Jared Leto's in the movie. But he has nothing to do with the opening sequence. No, he doesn't. <laughs> So that that's interesting to me. Right. I like I like when they do that because I need something to kind of hook me. Yeah. With like these off the wall movies because I'm like, hmm. I, at the time I liked Nicolas Cage. I was like, I really don't want to watch him in a war movie. We've seen that several times, and it was terrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was like, I really don't want to watch this again. I'll give it a shot because it's Jared Leto. But he's not the main character, so you're like, whatever. But when you turn it on and you're watching that, you're like, maybe this isn't going to be as crappy as you think it's going to be. Right. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the best part of the movie, even though the movie's not bad. It's not bad. No, it's not a bad movie. It's not terrible, but it's not great. Yeah, that's pre-Bangkok Dangerous. <laughs> yes, I believe so, yes. Yeah. There's, there's a stinker we paid movie, money to see. Yeah, that's the movie that made me go, oh, God, Nicolas Cage, you need to retire. Yeah. You're starting to suck, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if he pulled himself out of that yet. No. Yeah, he? No. no, no. Because he, he, he went from that to Ghost Rider, and you're like, oh, God. No, he, he still makes, like, three movies a year that, like, mostly suck. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shame. Well, I, I, I mean, he's I think, a Coppola for crying out loud. I you he, think he'd do better. I think he owes money to people now. He'll just work for anything. Oh, yeah. Didn't he have to sell an island or some yeah. cars or some shit and divorce like, his wife? His comic book collection. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, so he he's like half in the work. Yeah, he he's he, like they pitch him an idea. He's like, we got this idea where we want you to work with puppets. Yeah, like, I'm in. Yeah, I'm and, in. I'm and, sold. And he's not paid top dollar anymore. Yeah. So poor yeah, guy. We'll give you twenty five bucks in a case of Bush. But that's <laughs> I hate that because at one time Nicolas Cage was like on it. Oh, yeah. He's on his game, and, like, nothing he did sucked. It was like, Nicolas Cage, okay, I'll watch it. Yeah. But then there was just, like, a a very sharp downfall. Yeah. Very quick and sudden. You were like, man, this dude's awful anymore. And it's like, oh, I guess that's what you do. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I'm, but, you know, there's always that possibility, because you have seen it happen, you know, Robert Downey Jr., make a comeback. Where there might be that one thing. Well, like, I mean, you, he's still a Coppola. Yeah. Regardless well, of his name. He kind of has made a bit of a comeback. Um, well, he he made a movie. I think it's called Mandy. It's like it's like supposed to be this like just absolutely fucked up like just horror movie that's like just ridiculously over the top insane. Hmm. And he's in it, and like people are like praising it, and he's gonna be working with that same director on something else that people are like really excited for. 
and like and like every once in a while he like he like kicks out a movie you're just like okay that's actually not bad i mean like kick ass yeah he was good. As, I'll as, give as him big, that. As Big Daddy, he's phenomenal. Yeah, I, I would. You know? I'll give you that one. That yeah. that one. Yes, he did do a good job on that one. I don't know though. Was it him or was it the movie and the directing? I don't know. Well, but I mean, like it's it still. It, it wasn't like him going over to talk. Like whoever. Oh, I, the, I can the, picture the, him tied to that chair on fire with that Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. scream. I, yeah, that yeah. was a little over the top. But at the same time, though, like the majority, of, like. I think it's like a movie like that when he gets to make it, he 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 gets reined in. Yeah. And there's another like you know on like some of these independent things he's doing where he's getting paid like you know in cases of bush beer. Yeah. I he's just like fuck it, I'm gonna do what the hell I want. Yeah. You know. But I also think he's thinking it's gonna keep me in the groove. Yeah. So people don't forget about me. Yeah. My name's still there. They may still want to use me. Yeah. I'll be a background character. Yeah. You know, because between you and me, I'd do the same fucking thing. I would do it. To right. keep my name out there, I would do anything. Oh, yeah. If I was an actor. That was, like, one of the highest paid actors Yeah. at one time. Yeah, I mean, like, you look at his filmography, like, in the past ten years, and you're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. How were you one of the biggest names in Hollywood? How? What happened to you? Mickey Rourke wouldn't take these movies. <laughs> awful <laughs> that's him below the belt with that i one. mean and mickey rourke is quite literally working for cases of <laughs> yeah, bush yeah. beer yeah, like, literally is. yeah <laughs> i might be like rolling rock at this point yeah. with him <laughs> oh my god what's your number two <laughs> my number two is star wars um but it's a tie between a new hope and revenge of the sith okay I'm going to explain a, a new hope first because like to me, like the opening scene is after the crawl. Mm-hmm. So like in star Wars, it was that the, the blockade runner flying over and then the star destroyer following after mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. and the rebels, like the whole fight with the rebels and R2 and three PO and like that whole opening yeah. right, right up until Vader showing up yeah. on the blockade runner. Right, right. That's the opening of that yeah. movie to me. Right. You know, and that's, Amazing. So I mean, your opening is different than my opening. Yeah, yeah. So that, that see, it, that's how it differs. <clears throat> right. So in this is like it is that whole thing leading yeah. up to like Vader, like you know, tear this ship apart. Yeah. You know, I mean that, that that's the whole well, thing. Where does that you know? end? To the help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Or? No, it actually it, it ends with um like that whole thing where you know, you're. You're a rebel and a traitor. Take her away. Yeah. You know, and then, then it goes to R two and three peel on Tatooine. Yeah, okay. You know, so like that whole opening okay. with them, that like so like the first fifteen minutes of the movie is like really the opening it's to me. Fantastic. I yeah. I can't even argue with you. That's what got me into Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, and I remember as a little kid being hooked. Like you, you got that the ships flying over. Like, whoa, holy shit! Yeah, what like, is you know, this? I'm five years old. This is the most amazing <laughs> thing I've ever fucking seen. Yeah. You know, Vader, when, I, I, when the stormtroopers come out, like when they bl- blast the door open, the stormtroopers come filing yes. through, and like, the, yeah. even though you're like, holy shit, yeah. look at these guys. Yeah, you're like Star Trek who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're like, and then what? Va- what? And then Vader comes oh, when he wa- comes in, and you hear that. <sighs> yeah. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. This dude's got <laughs> asthma. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Look this! At his cape. Yeah. Who who the fuck wears a cape? 
This is the baddest motherfucker <laughs> in the galaxy. He can control people with his hands. Yeah. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, that was uh that was definitely catching you, but why is it tied with the other one? Well, because Revenge of the Sith It's rough because I'm I'm not gonna tell you Revenge of the Sith is a good movie. Even though out of the prequel trilogies, like I, I don't think it's that bad. Well, I think the the fight scene on uh what is that? The Lava Planet, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's. I think that's a good. Oh, that, that's movie. amazing! Like, like, there's a middle section of that movie that, to this day, I have a hard time staying awake for. Yeah. It's like really boring and like yeah. tied down in like some awful minutia. Like, I, I think all three of them had that problem. Like the whole thing between Anakin and the Emperor, where like they're at the opera, yeah. and he's yeah. like. Have you ever heard the story of Darth Plagueis yeah. the Wise? Yeah, no, you're just like, no, oh my god! Please do not tell us the oh, story. I don't say care. yes and move on. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is horrible. You know. But what? Why the opening? But the opening is like because it's the, these those movies have always started with like traditionally with like something flying overhead, mm-hmm. um, in some way, shape, or form. Like you know, even like the first movie is just it's, it's a little ship, but it flies overhead. But in this one, you get... <laughs> you were like little... It, it's, like his little it's like his little piss-ant <laughs> ship. You know, like, like... Like, you're expecting, like, like this is Star Wars. You yeah. get, like, his little thing. Like, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> we're back really? to watching Star Trek again. Really? What the hell? <laughs> but this opens up with war. Yeah. Like, you have to, like you were, at the time, the Clone Wars cartoon didn't exist. So, like, when Attack of the Clones ended, it ended with the beginning of the war. Well, now, like, this opens, like, you get this Anakin and Obi-Wan's fighters flying overhead and then diving down. And as they dive down, you see this massive battle taking place over Coruscant. Mm -hmm. Like, there are ships Everywhere. everywhere there's fire you know there's laser fire everywhere it is like you're like oh my god this is what i've waited my whole life to see <laughs> this is what star wars should be like i get annoyed like with the new trilogy because like i've never gotten a, a a legitimate like what i would consider like a, a real space battle right out of it like yeah. i because like the, the the resistance has so few ships, it's like I'm just not going to get what I want. But at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, they gave me that fight I've always dreamed of with like all these ships, capital ships, fighters, everything, everywhere, shit's blowing up. It was just amazing, and you got Anakin and Obi Wan like and they're 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 chit chat pat and forth, and you yeah. know this is why I hate flying and <laughs> yeah. Anakin just spinning in a circle doesn't do anything, but yet it does, yeah. you know. It's like it, it's so good, like, like right up until they they land on, um, uh, Grievous's ship, mm-hmm. like that, that that whole star fight scene right. is like the beginning of the movie for me, and it is amazing. Yeah. That's that is amazing. <clears throat> it's like the, the thing I've waited the cha- my the chaotic chaos of Star Wars. Yeah, like I mean, it, it was the fight the star fight scene I've always wanted mm-hmm. to see that they brought the life for me. I was like, oh my god, this is so. You know, so. And that was that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was all downhill until we got to Mustafar. That's the name of the planet. Yeah. I can never remember the name of that planet. I always say the lava planet. Mm, people will know. Because that's basically lava. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that was down to two people. So you went from, like, the whole entire universe fighting to two people. Yeah. I hate you! <laughs> you, you were, were the chosen one! Oh, oh that, 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 you, I mean, you want to talk about getting me to Sally up? That speech gets me yeah. to Sally up. You were my brother! <laughs> oh, man. But then, now you understand. Yeah. You, then you understand, um, what is it, A New Hope. Yeah. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. And so, yeah. there you go. There's my number two. That's a great number two. Thank you. Yeah. Before I tell you my number one, I do want to give a couple honorable mentions. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm going to clump in a couple of animated into one here. Okay. Okay, I'm just going to name them off that mm-hmm. I think they're getting goods. The Lion King, Up, The Incredibles, and Finding Nemo. I think they're all pretty okay. good beginnings there. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've never seen The Lion King, so I'll take your word for it. Um, also, I um, I think um, the opening scene for... I don't know why this is on there. That's an ending, not an opening. Um, I also think the beginning of Goodfellas is really good. Yeah. That, as long that, that as I can it, remember, that, I've always wanted to be a gangster. Did he say gangster or whatever? I always thought that was like, that, that holy made, crap, late Ray Lee Older. Now you've got me wanting to watch the whole movie. That, 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 that <laughs> was on a number of lists, too. Yeah. 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 Goodfellas is really good. Also, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Yeah, like with the whole... The, with with the, the whole father dying, or mother dying. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, the Matrix, with Trinity in the room. Yeah. I think that's really good. That almost made my list. Yeah, that's very good. And um, Saving Private Ryan, how you cannot mention that, I don't know. Scream, you know, you want to play a game. And there was one more. Godfather Part 2. I think that's really good, because they mistaken... What did they say? I had to look this up, because I couldn't quite remember it. They mistaken the name of where he was as his last name. Yeah. And that's how it all, you know, began yeah. in the United States. I think the beginning of Godfather 2 is fantastic. So, anyways, there's, you know, a couple honorable mentions. Anyways, my number one, you already know this. You know what I'm going to say. But um, it's uh, Batman the Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will, until the day I die, say that is the most fantastic opening of any movie ever made. It's just the 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 lighting, the characters, the music, the just how it all played out. It was just all fantastic. It, it's just... I will watch that and turn off the movie. Seriously. That's like, because every now and then I just want to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, like that that, that opening heist sequence is, is really, really well done. Like everything about it is... is yeah, the way the way he's standing on the corner and then they pick him up and they're in the car talking about him and he's just... Yeah. Mm-hmm, and he, they have no idea that's him. And, right. And then, of course, you got the William Fickner... Finchner, whatever you pronounce his name, a little cameo there, which is, you you know who this money is? You know who? Yeah. yeah. Uh, fantastic. And then even the two guys on the roof, well, he told me um, once it was done to kill the yeah. other guy, and he's like, what? And boom, you're gone. Yeah. You know? it, it just fantastic. Just fantastic to the point where at the very end when he drives off on the bus. Yeah. Like, he timed it perfectly. What's and your job? Like, I kill the driver. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> you know what i mean it's like what did i just watch yeah you know because it's it's so different from the other two openings so different or uh, well you know what i mean right yeah from that and one after yeah yeah i just think that's the best of, of all of them yeah i i feel like like the 
I'm not as huge of a fan of of the, the Dark Knight Rise as opening because I feel like like Nolan felt like he had to somehow top but the it, heist. My whole thing about it was if you're just watching that, yeah, you don't know you're watching a Batman movie, right? You have no, you think you're watching some bank heist movie, right? No, I agree with you. Like, I mean, it, it's it's my point. Like, I always said like bat like the Dark Knight got ripped off that year at the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. It should have been nominated for Best Picture, mm-hmm. and it, it, in my opinion, it should have won. And my, my the thing I always said is like if you take that movie and you just replace Batman with like some rogue FBI agent, yeah. it people would be like yeah. just you Flocking know to, yeah. you know just coming all yeah. over it. You know, be, oh it's so good, it's so amazing. You not since the Silence of the Lambs have you seen yeah. them, you know, but it, because it's Batman, everyone's like oh no yeah. no, yeah, no. It's Batman. you know. But I I don't know. I think if people that are down on Batman, if they would just watch that opening, they'd be like whoa. Right. I, I, I think, I mean, it, it it got watched. I mean, the, the the people who vote for the Academy Award, they watched the movie. They they nominated Heath Ledger po- posthumously right. for the Best Supporting Actor, and it was deserved, and he won the award. But I, I, I feel like you're right. Like, if you, like that, that opening scene proves it, that if you just watch that and forget that it's a Batman movie that you're coming to see, you would think it was some sort of, like, heist movie and the main character is going to be like this disgruntled FBI agent played by like Ray Liotta or something like instead you get Christian Bale in a bat costume and it's like so much cooler yeah you know but that that opening heist sequence is but it was more than just the opening height. It was it was the mood lighting the music and right the the way they cut it and like I mean, even like the zip line to the roof, you're just like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it, it, yeah, the whole thing was really well crafted. I mean, it's Nolan at his best, and you know the way it was photographed, and even like <laughs> that scene where like the two, like the Joker's one of them, and the other guy's like, how many shots is that? Is that five or six? And he's like, yeah, it's five. <laughs> he it, doesn't it's even six. talk. He yeah, doesn't he even just, talk. He just yeah. says six, and he's like, he jumps on it. Don't you know how to fucking count? <laughs> and he just shrugs his shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't even oh, he doesn't even speak until yeah. the very end. And you're just like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Did I walk into the wrong theater? I honestly was like, this doesn't even seem like a Batman movie. Yeah. Until right after that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's a fantastic beginning. And if anybody doesn't like Batman, just watch that movie. They'll be like, okay, Batman's not so bad. Yeah. Because I I like the whole movie as a whole. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I, I mean, it's it's probably in my top. It, it, it's not because it's it's probably my number one all-time favorite superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Infinity War keeps creeping in there, though. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, like because it's so fucking know, good. It, yeah, but the other, it, like even like the chase thing, scene through Chicago. With oh the, yeah, with the semi. You know, I mean, there's just so much about that movie that made it so good. Yeah. Where I I had to like put the first one out of my mind because I didn't care for it. I didn't care for the backstory. See, I, I, I did. Like, Batman Begins, I, I love. Because I thought it told a good story about the beginning of Batman. Like, I, 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 I like, you, you've seen it a thousand times, I know. Like, you That's know, how, why I don't care for it, because I've seen it. I've heard it. I've but, read it. I don't need it again. Right. But I think it did such a good job of telling that story... That it's like, okay, we never need to see it again because if I want to see it, I'll just watch this movie. Right. You know? Well, I, I get it was necessary for the trilogy right. he was doing. I get that. 
but it's just oh come right. on. Right, you're right because like bail over acting in my opinion, but you know whatever. But but also it's it's like you, you look at the other four Batman movies, starting with like Keaton, like every one of them they had to like for some odd reason reshow Thomas and Martha Wayne yeah. getting killed, like even. Fucking Zack Schneider had to show that yeah, shit. Yeah. You know, it's just like, come on, man. Yeah. We've, we've, we've seen this we've a seen million it. times. Yeah. I don't need no. this, you know. <clears throat> so, I, I get it. Like, you're tired of seeing that backstory. I'm like, and a number of superheroes, you're tired. Like, how many times do I need to see Spider-Man get the superpower? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm glad, like, they didn't yeah. do that. We get Marvel. it. He was bit with a spider. We yeah. understand it. That's why it's called Spider-Man. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I get it. And it's like, but I, I feel like Batman Begins was important because Nolan did such a good job of telling that tale mm-hmm. and explaining kind of where the need to be Batman was, where where it came from, why, why you would dress up like a bat mm-hmm. like this, like a, it, you would be insane to do this. Mm-hmm. Well, in a way, he is, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, like the thing I hate is in the Dark Knight, he's like, I don't have to be Batman anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we we've got Harvey Dent. Yeah. I don't have to do this anymore. Right. And that's bullshit. Batman would never walk away. No. Like, it, and that's what killed me about, like, the third movie was that you know, it's like, well, it's been, like, ten years since anybody's seen the Batman. No, it wouldn't have been ten years. Yeah. He would have been still been out there, you know. Doing his shit. Yeah. Yep. He would have never walked away. Yeah. Never. You know, but no. No, we... So, like, that's what drives me us about, like, Nolan understood the character, but not completely. Yeah. You know, so... <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, that's so, my favorite all-time beginning of mm-hmm. a movie. Beginning sequence. Beginning sequence. Yes. What reeled me in. Well, my number one, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ah, yes. yes. Well, that was on my honorable mention, but I thought I'd let you take Thank the you. handle on that one. Well. I knew it was going to be on your list. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, you talk about the beginnings of a movie. <laughs> I just rewatched that on Netflix too. I fell asleep halfway through, but I, I at least got to see the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> and like everything about that beginning is like so good. Like yeah, Alfred Maloney. Alfred Molina. <laughs> oh, Molina. I'm sorry. Give, I always call him Maloney. G- give me the give me the idol. Give you the whip. You know. Yeah, and haha, jokes on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just love when he's judging the poundage with the sand. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, he's like got to have fingers going together, and he's like, he rubs, he uh, rubs yeah. his chin. Yeah. And, you know, he's got the three yeah. day growth going, yeah. and he's. Mm. And as a kid, that was a la- one on Laserdisc too. That my dad was like, "You need to sit down and watch this movie." Yeah. As a kid, you were like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah. And what the hell is this all about? You're like, and then when I got older, the thing I didn't understand about this was when the boulder comes down. Why didn't he just run the other way and let it go in front of him? I don't know. As a kid, yeah. I was like, oh, you better run your ass off, Indy. You know? yeah. But as an adult, I'm like, hey, dumbass, run the other way. It would have went past you. <laughs> That's the way but, I think. But like, it's like, but like it, the whole thing, like, except, like I mean, he's he's there. He's got the hat on. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, this guy's a bad looking yeah. motherfucker. You know, <laughs> yeah. he's a, you know. And, and you're like, and when you're a kid, he's old. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like. Who is this guy? Yeah, and you know, I mean, when he does, when he does, like, the thing I always remember is like he's staring at the idol, and he does, he gives, yeah. gives that chin yeah, rub, rub. And, he, and you're right, he's like rubbing his fingers yeah. together, yeah. and he, 
And then he's pulling some sand on. Yeah. He's letting it go between his fingers. And you're like, Ooh. yeah. I mean, it's like, what is about to happen? <laughs> yeah. But then you do get into like the, the boulder roll. Yeah. You know, that kind of, and like everything, like, you know, when he gets, you know. Well, even before that, when they're walking through the woods. Yeah. And he goes up to the tree that had the the um, arrow in it. Yeah. And he's like, you know. Yeah. And they're all like rushing over to see what Indy's on. And you're like, why is this man so important? And why do they care about him? You know. Yeah. As a kid, I didn't understand. I'm like, why is this, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know. And you know what? No, I didn't see that on Laserdisc. It was a theater. I'll never forget it. It was a theater. Oh, my God. It was a theater that my mom and dad dropped us off at. Yeah. And that was when you could sit through the theater as many <laughs> times as you wanted. Mm-hmm. And we sat there and watched it three times before our parents came back to get us. They were out shopping at a, you know, shopping yeah. around. And because the face melting thing three times, me and my sister yeah. were like, we had to watch that three times, you know? Yeah. But no, it wasn't laser. We did have it on laser disc, but it was afterwards. Yeah. Did so I got to see that in the theater. Yeah. But then like the, the, whole, the whole thing with Belloc. Did you? I saw it in the drive-in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, getting back to the opening. Yeah. And then like, after he's, like, after comes he gets, out. he gets out, and there's, you know, the whole yeah. thing with Belloc. Lock. Yeah. And he takes the, you know, he's got, he's running. Yeah. You know, Jacques, start the plane! Yeah. Start the plane! <laughs> Jacques fishing, he's got, I mean, yeah. it's he like He finally so, ditches one. Yeah. And then the snake. Yeah. Oh, he ate snakes! <laughs> yeah. There's a snake back here! <laughs> up here. He was yeah. in front. Up, up here, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, it was really well done. Yeah, that's a very good opening. It's iconic. It's yes. absolutely iconic. Oh yeah, because if you ever go to, um, I don't know if it's Universal or MGM. Universal is it Universal? Yeah, there's an uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark thing. Well, yeah. I don't know if they have it anymore, right. but when we were kid, it was there. Yeah, and. It was all about the boulder roll and everything. Yeah. And um, there was an explosion. You could, I mean, you could be sitting in the last seat. You could feel that explosion. Yeah. And it was like the Indiana Jones stunt show. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it was so great. And yeah. as a kid, you were just like, I'm, I'm watching this live. You yeah. Know? And yeah. It, it, but it did have like a slight boulder roll in it and everything. Yeah. And I can't remember what the explosion was for. I really can't. But there was it because all I remember is the heat in my face. Yeah. Because I mean, I saw it a couple times, and I was like, Here. I you know, sitting different. I want to see how more intense the closer I get. Yeah. 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 So I mean, it was it was it was that good that they made it. Uh, you know. Right. A sideshow at Universal. Right. Yeah, that is a very good uh, list, dear. Right. Well, you, your list is pretty damn fine too. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really. Mm. Um, investigate a couple I looked up. Yeah, because I couldn't remember like, um, was it the first one or the second one? I had to look a few up. Right. But um, and, and there was a couple I had to look up because I was like, uh, is that the beginning or is that after the beginning? Right. You know, like Saving Private Ryan. If you think about it, has two beginnings. Yeah. Because you know, it's, so it's like, wh- yeah. which one do you like? I, I think it's all. I think Saving Private Ryan in a whole is a fantastic movie. Right. Yeah. It's it's just a very sad, depressing movie, but at the beginning of it. With the, um, on the beach is just yeah. phenomenal. They did that very well. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Well, um, there's no mailbag today, obviously, because this is, uh, something we're just doing on a whim to kind of bank away for a rainy day. Right. And I can't wait to get into our endings. Yeah. 
So that'll, that'll be the next episode, which mm-hmm. will be released sometime later. Uh, but remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. You can send us an email um, like our super fans normally do. That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. I can also uh, find us on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Very easy to find that way. And we are also a member of a number of different podcasting networks. We are on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the High Voltage Network. Uh, so just give them a Google search. You can find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And of course, last, we want to thank you, the listener, for taking the time to enjoy our hijinks and shenanigans each and every week. Uh, we can't thank you enough for that. So on that note, the dreamer has awakened. See ya.